Hey muses, it's Katie. In this episode, I talk about my journey with finding my voice, at least starting it. I don't consider myself someone who has arrived in that arena, Um, but I do talk about some of my setbacks with um, throat chakra imbalances and blockages and um, what really got me the guts to go for it and start this podcast, um, despite (laughs) feeling, um, all these certain beliefs, um, and what you can do when you, um, notice these beliefs and a new way to think about all these beliefs when you are looking to express your voice. If you feel like you're in a situation where you want to show up and you want to start speaking, writing, um, collaborating in a way that requires your voice, um, but you're noticing all these beliefs are coming up. I just share about how I reframed it. Um, And of course, ultimately decided to just go for it anyway. I hope you guys enjoy this. Welcome to the Be Your Own Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner. It is my hope that through listening to my voice, you feel empowered to find, strengthen, and express your authentic voice. You don't need another guru mentor, or expert telling you how to live your life. You simply need to trust yourself and shine your authentic light. Through listening to my stories, tips, tricks, and perspectives, you'll be able to find the inspiration within. Everything you need is already within inside yourself to get inspired, raise your vibration, change your life, and uplift those around you. If you're feeling powerless, overwhelmed with industry advice, and feeling like your thoughts don't have a place, it's time to turn that around. It's time to be your own muse. Hello, everybody. It's me again. How's everybody doing tonight? You don't have to answer that. Um, I just, uh, I guess I'm here to be a little open and honest and vulnerable. Um, One of my biggest lessons and journeys in my life is my finding of my voice. Um, I think like a lot of other people, I have a lot that goes on in my head, um, there's a lot of ideas rummaging around in there all the time. A lot of things that I want to do, a lot of ideas, a lot of emotions. Um, but expressing that can be a bit of a challenge. Um, I've never ever related to the idea of speaking without thinking. I'm not going to say that I'm a genius and everything I say is smart. Um, In fact, I'm going to go into the opposite of that. But I've never spoken out of anger too soon in my life. I mean that I can, unless, except for like when I was 16 years old and I told my mom to get out of my room or something like that. Um, But as an adult, I've never yelled, screamed, um, out of pure, pure anger. Um, when I'm angry, I, and I do get angry pretty often, just as often as any other normal person would, I think. Um, I get really, really silent. Um, I 
feel a tightening in my throat. It feels like my vocal cords just like clench <laughs> together. Um, and I think that that's created, um, a lot of issues for me. Um, I'm not saying that you need to yell and scream, but what I'm saying is if you're consistently biting your tongue and, and, um, silencing yourself, um, there tends to be this accumulative buildup of, um, tension in the throat, you know, like you just always have something you want to say. And I think that that manifests definitely in, um, in our lives, in our attitudes and our personalities and the way that we solve problems. Um, I also am a believer that it can manifest in your physical health. I think we're at that point now as a society where we're starting to really acknowledge that, um, that tension (laughs) can create health problems. I know, um, one health problem that I'm navigating, I've been navigating for my entire life, um, is I, uh, grind my teeth. Um, it used to be just at night, but then it's now it's pretty much always, um, I wear a mouth guard at night and I, I, and I have since I was a child and I don't think that that's really an accident. I think it's, um, I think it's again, a manifestation of a lot of buildup. Um, I met this morning, um, with someone who was a shamanic reader. Um, for those of you who don't know, a shamanic reader can really like tune into your energy. I'm not going to say that I fully understand what it is they do, but they're able to read someone's energy and their energetic fields in their body. So, um, she told me a couple of things about, um, chakra blockages I was facing and, um, she told me um, that an ancestor of mine was trying to get in contact with me, um, but there was too much noise around me and I needed to get more still. Um, that's a story for another day. I'll definitely record a podcast episode about that. Uh, don't worry. But for now, I want to focus on one of the other things that she mentioned to me, which was um, that I had a lot of, she could visualize, she could see it um, with her her shamanic gift. Um she could visualize a lot of the, um, energy I had built up in my throat. And she said, I feel like you want to like start singing or talking or screaming. Like you just have so much in your throat. Um, that really, really resonated with me. You know, um, this person doesn't really know me of course, but I totally trust shamans. I, I believe that she's legit. Um, and of course her advice just reminded me Um, that there's a lot that I have to work on. And I really feel like my whole life I've been silenced. I can't really tell you by who um, or by what, but I feel like there's, (laughs) I've always had this feeling that I've come on this earth to say something in particular and have never been able to get that idea out of my head. Um, I've been consistently feeling I just, one day I'm going to say something important (laughs) and I don't know what it was. Um, don't know what it is. Um, my mom told me that before I learned how to speak, I would speak. Um, I would say gibberish. I would say things, but it was never, uh, words. It wasn't English. I mean, a lot of babies, babies babble, of course. Um, my my mom told me I did it to quite an excess more than the other children. Um, I have six siblings to give you some context. Um, (laughs) so, um, 
she said that I would watch other people and I would mimic their facial expressions and their hands and their body language when they spoke. Um, and I would mimic that and then insert tons of babbling. Um, she said, it seems like you came into this world and you just wanted to speak. You just <laughs> had so many things you needed to tell us. Um, and if people would not get, would not heed my babbling, my desire for babble conversation, um, you know, if they didn't talk back with me, um, and look me in my eye and, you know, <laughs> engage in, um, conversation with me, I would cry. I would start to cry or I'd throw a temper tantrum. And <laughs> her telling me this was so funny because I feel like in a way, in an adult way, I still feel that way. Uh, I get, I mean, any, anybody close to me, my husband in particular will tell you, um, my biggest pet peeve is when, um, people are I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's rational to preface that. I'm not going to say it's uh, justified, um, but it's one of my very telling pet peeves that brings back to this issue of the throat chakra um, voice issues um, is my biggest pet peeve as an adult is when people don't look, look at me when I'm talking to them. That's like the best way to get under my skin. Um, or when people are doing something else that I deem to be distracting while I'm talking to them. Um, and I think it comes down to just like the inability to feel heard, um, to speak and to be heard. Um, like when someone's on the computer or on their phone or engaging in some kind of work, uh, and I'm talking to them and I don't believe that they're listening to me because they're not giving eye contact and making, um, you know, with their body language facing me, I assume that they're not listening. Um, and I don't know where that assumption comes from, <laughs> but I mean, again, like my whole life I've had, um, strains and issues and complications with, um, speaking my mind and feeling heard. Um, when I did start to speak out, I, um, um, I started to go Facebook live, like, man, I think it was every day I would just <laughs> find a topic that I was passionate about typically of the, um, life coach, self-improvement, spirituality, yoga realm, <sighs> something I was passionate about. Um, and I would just hit Facebook live every day <laughs> on, okay. Not every day, probably about three times a week. Um, if not more, um, I know there was a time where I did Facebook lives every day for 30 days straight. Um, both of these were challenges that uh, coaches that I was working with put me up to. And they knew that that was going to be the thing that would really um, help me a lot. And they were right. <laughs> um, and those were terrifying, terrifying challenges. There's nothing like finding out exactly, peeking up, peeking under the hood, I should say, in your beliefs about speech and yourself as a speaker, than going Facebook Live in front of all your friends and family <laughs> um, and everyone you went to high school with, um, your coworkers, your old coworkers, your friends, you know, that one friend that cheers you on and maybe also that one friend you haven't spoken to in four years and <laughs> your childhood best friend and your mom's friend and um, that one lady from church, just like anybody can pop onto a Facebook Live. You never know who will or who won't, you know? And, um, 
my coach at the time would always challenge me to listen to them again. And I couldn't, I really couldn't. I think for about a year and a half, I just, I would post it. I would, I would show up. I'd start talking. I'd say my thing and I would never rewatch them ever. Um, until about a year and a half later. Um, I watched some of them and I have two impressions from rewatching my old videos. Um, one, the biggest one was, oh, wow, you actually did kind of well. <laughs> you actually um, kind of have something important to say here. You're actually delivering a lot of value to these people's days. Whoever is watching, they got some value to their day. They got some inspiration. They they learned something new. You know, you showed up and you did it and you did it well. Um, and I say that as a, you know, impression I had because um, a limiting belief that was popping up a lot um, as I was going Facebook Live was, what the hell am I doing? This is so dumb. Nobody is listening to this. What? I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, these are the, the when you do something very scary, the demons in your mind that need to be addressed will show up. Um, they will say, Hey, I'm here. Um, you need to do something about this. You need to address me. <laughs> and that's great. That's exactly what we want. Um, because we want to address the, the thoughts that pop up in our head. So if you're doing something scary and the thoughts that pop up are scary, like, you know, um, Oh my God, I'm not good at this. What would this person think? Um, I'm not prepared. You know, these are all invitations to look a little deeper. Um, one really good analogy that I can think of right now is, um, if any of you have ever applied any sort of pest control to your house, maybe a cockroach killer, or you've put like a, a flea killer on your dog or cat, um, you know, you sprayed your house for roaches or spiders or whatever. Um, depending on the um, treatment you're using, um, typically all of those pests will come out from the corners and the crevices. They will all run to the front because they're trying to survive. They're they're freaking out. You sprayed all sprayed in all the corners, um, and they will all run to the front, um, and they will die. <laughs> um, and dogs. I used to work at a vet hospital, animal hospital, a vet whatever you call it. Um, and when we would apply flea treatment to animals, you would see them run <laughs> from out of nowhere. And then they would jump off the animal or they would die. And, um, same with cockroach treatments here in the city. Um, you know, you think, where did all these cockroaches come from? Well, they came from the crevices. They came from the cracks. You didn't see them. You knew they were there. They were in there breeding, making babies, creating more and more. But then you sprayed a, a treatment and now they're getting the hell out of there. Um, so this is the exact same thing with doing scary things with our limiting beliefs. Um, you do something bold, you shine a light on these cracks and crevices and all these limiting beliefs will pop up. And that doesn't mean I'm going to say this really slowly for total, total em emphasis. If you do something scary, something new, something challenging, something you've always wanted to do, and all these limiting beliefs pop up, I'm not good enough. 
This is too hard. This is scary. This is too much. What will this person think? Who do I think I am? What if I fail? If these beliefs are popping up, it's a sign that you need to keep going and you need to address them. You need to ask yourself, why, where did this come from? Who put this thought in my brain? Who gave me this? Who put this in my brain? Where did I learn this? Why do I believe this? What in my current environment is feeding this belief every day? What in my current environment is reiterating the idea that I don't deserve this, that I'm not worthy of this? Who in my life is encouraging this belief that I think I'm better than everybody? That who do I think I am? What gives me the right, you know? Um, you know, insert your belief here. It can be different depending on what you're doing. And in the stage of your life, you know, um, the first hundred times that I went Facebook live, I was going through one certain belief. And then the second hundred times I went Facebook live, it was another different belief, but I was so grateful to purge all of that. Um, and that's why we do it. You know, um, think of the first time you did something terrifying you probably had a lot of beliefs and now you don't even think about it. You're like, Oh, that that's silly. I can't believe I was worried about that because you have to put yourself in this uncomfortable situation. Um, I remember, um, (laughs) someone told me once that people who post on social media, um, are narcissists. They're obsessed with themselves. Why else would they do it? You know? And I wanted to go Facebook live because I wanted to share and I didn't know how else to share. And this seemed like the quickest, easiest, cheapest way for me to just speak my heart, just get it out somewhere. I don't care where it goes, just somewhere out there. And I'm not a narcissist. I'm not, I'm not doing this to listen to myself talk. I say this in like every podcast episode. I don't do this to listen to myself talk. I do this because I feel a need. I do this because it lights me up. It's a soul gift that I've been given. And I think that, that I'm, I have a soul contract, you know, if you're familiar with the concept of a soul contract, I believe that that's my soul contract is to speak. Um, and (laughs) the shaman I worked with definitely validated that. Um, and that felt really good to hear. Um, so again, that was one of my beliefs, like just because someone said it, you know, people who post on social media are narcissists does not make it true. Um, so I kind of went on a tangent there about limiting beliefs, um, because I think it's important. Um, but anyway, (laughs) so the second thing that I noticed in listening to my Facebook lives is I say, and I've, I've said this in other podcasts too, I say like, Um, and I speak in a tone when I'm stressed, that's a little more shrill and a little louder. Um, and I've noticed that I do that when I am having fear around speaking, when I'm stressed, um, when I'm afraid, my throat tenses up and I speak louder and more shrill. Um, that's like a common projection thing. Like if you're, if you're talking in a crowd, 
if you're in a really noisy restaurant and you're talking to the bartender or trying to order a drink or, um, you know, talk to the person next to you or you're at a concert, um, you might notice that your voice kind of um, fluctuates to it usually gets more shrill um, and a little higher because you want someone to hear you. Um, you're not going to talk in your easy, breezy, chill voice. Um, you're probably going to stress your vocal cords a little bit more to make your voice more piercing so that someone in a noisy room can hear you. Um, what I found is that I was speaking in that tone almost constantly. Um, and like, um, you know, all these filler words, they're very human and I'm not going to knock them. And I've, you know, all my previous podcasts, basically, I feel like I'm stuttering or (laughs) I'm using all these filler words. Um, but I decided, I actively decided that I was going to allow myself this podcast anyway. Um, I wasn't going to hire a voice coach (laughs) or, you know, or practice in the mirror a million times or God forbid, go in and edit it all out. Um, I actually, someone who I very much care about at one point expressed her stress and disdain for podcasters who get off subject or, um, you know, you know, have filler words or speak imperfectly. Um, and at the time I was like, yeah, yeah, it's so annoying when podcasters get off subject, like just say the damn thing already. (laughs) But then when it came to record my podcast, that, that conversation just haunted me. Um, and there's just so much stress. One of my limiting beliefs when it comes to speaking, um, is you better stay on subject or no one's going to care or listen. You can't be relaxed. You can't make it a friendly conversation. You have to get to the point. You have to talk very, very fast. I've noticed that pretty commonly um, in DC, um, in cities where you know very busy, very political, <laughs> um, is that the women talk very fast. I've really mostly noticed this in women, and it's fascinating. Um, and I actually stopped one of them once and I asked, why are you talking so fast? Cause this was a friendly conversation over drinks. This wasn't a sales pitch in an elevator. You know, this wasn't a meeting. Um, I asked her, why are you speaking so fast? And she said, you know, she kind of took a minute and she said, because I don't think that anyone's actually going to listen to me. And isn't that the the bottom of it? You know, (laughs) um, I speak in my shrill high voice because I think the problem is volume. <sighs> the subconscious problem must be volume, you know? Um, and we use all these filler words to prevent ourselves from just saying it, you know, to soften the fear of speaking our truth. Um, as I mentioned in my first podcast episode, I felt like I had nobody to talk to. I was talking out of my face all day all the live long day. And I wanted to talk from my feet. And when I say talk from my feet, I mean like talk from a truth. Like I'm standing on this truth and I'm speaking from it. This truth is being channeled into my feet. (laughs) This is just the visual I have. You can borrow it if you want. Um, um, I'm standing on this truth and it's being channeled up through my feet all the way through the seven chakras and out through my throat. Um, you know, it connects through my heart space cause I'm aligned with the truth, um, and the solar plexus and, you know, um, and then out through the 
um, crown chakra, because what I say is connected to universal intelligence. Um, if that doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. If it does, great. <laughs> um, and that's just, that's just my visual that helps me feel in alignment with what I'm saying. So I think that's all I really wanted to say. Um, I just wanted to come on here and admit that I'm a work in progress. Um, I feel like maybe in this life or in a past life, or I don't even know something, um, my throat (laughs) has been stomped on. Um, I've been shushed and silenced a lot. I can think of some examples in my childhood and my young adulthood of, um, being silenced and feeling very silenced, but it feels the way that it sits in my body is so much more dramatic than that. Like, I can't think of one incident where I was like, just silenced, but I can think of a thousand little ones. Um, and I feel like I've spent my whole life talking. I've always been a talker. Um, I've always been so curious with storytelling, um, and speeches and like what makes someone a good speaker? What makes someone a good storyteller? What makes someone a persuasive, effective speaker? And I don't know, (laughs) you know, I, that's, the concept's always fascinating to me. Um, and I've seen throat chakra imbalances in both sides of the spectrum. Um, I've, I've been very quiet. I've been too silent. Um, and I've been way too talkative and those are both signs of an imbalanced throat chakra, right? Those are both signs of, um, not being in alignment with our truth. Um, something that I've really picked up on in my time of speaking and, um, life coaching is, um, a lot of people are very afraid and very intimidated by honesty. The concept of someone being honest of being the same person to everybody telling the same story to their mom, their grandma, their friend, their boss is too much (laughs) for them to wrap their mind around. I'm not saying that everybody should go around and just talk to whoever, to everybody. (laughs) Like obviously, you know, have an air of professionalism where appropriate Um, Don't go around hurting people's feelings or offending them on purpose. But when I tapped into how I speak behind closed doors and I started speaking like that most of the time, my life changed for the better. I felt like I started attracting the right people in my life. I started finding myself in the right place at the right time. I started making more money. (laughs) I started having really great ideas. Um, I just felt happier. And I feel when you're happier, everything falls into place. And I don't even want to say happier. It's not about happiness. It's about alignment. It's about looking around at your life and saying, yep, I take total responsibility for manifesting, attracting, creating every little thing in my life right now. Because I take responsibility for these things I did positive or negative outcome. And that makes for a good storyteller, (laughs) a good truth teller. Um, Okay. Now that's really all I have. Um, 
if any of this resonated you, I resonated with you. I am so happy to hear it. Um, this is one of those things in my life that I felt incredibly alone in. Um, the throat chakra imbalance. Um, but I know I'm not alone. Uh, and that's one of the things that really inspired me to start this podcast was because I was sitting on so many stories that made me feel like such a weirdo. Uh, but I know I'm not a weirdo. Um, and I don't think you are either. So I made this podcast for me and I also made this podcast for you. So, um, go ahead and shoot me a message, tag me, screenshot this, whatever you got to do, post in our Facebook group if you'd like. Um, thank you guys so much and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for pushing play and listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something new. I hope you had an aha moment. Um, if so, leave me a review. I love hearing from you guys so I can keep the good stuff coming. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Katie Skinner H to let me know what you thought and comment, like, share, take a screenshot of this post it on your story. Let me know because I love hearing from you guys. Have a kick-ass day.